Hello and welcome to the Finder Flow radio show podcast. I am your host, Winston Wittes, and I am here today calling again from my car because I'm doing podcasts from my car and it's super fun and super efficient in terms of my time and leveraging that limited precious resource which is more valuable than virtually anything in time space reality because we have a limited each of us only gets 24 hours a day no matter how rich no matter how poor how do we use that that time is really up to each of us and that is an important concept because you can always make more money you can't ever make more time but you can leverage your time which essentially does give you more time so it's kind of a paradox i'm not going to get into that right now as much as i love talking about time and space and reality and perception and blah 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 that is not the theme for this month the theme for this month is the akashic records that is the theme for the month during the last podcast i mixed it up a bit because i had been out of town for business and i didn't really get to visit the akashic records or ask any questions about it and so i did a show on the book launch and the book did launch on saturday and if you have not yet picked up a copy, please go ahead and do that. It's only 99 cents at this current moment. We will be raising the price next week. Actually, I'm going to probably do a little, I may do a little free giveaway for a while just to get it out there, share it some more with the world before we jump up the price. But uh, I just want to give you the heads up on that. So go ahead to Amazon and search Find Your Flow. You'll see the Find Your Flow book series. And it's the second book is the new one. So it's really exciting. I talked about it last month, last week, so I'm not going to spend any more time on that. So this week, I did not get a chance to really go too deep into the Akashic Records. I tried and I just fell asleep. So nothing new to report, unfortunately. And that's kind of, I mean, that's just the reality. I could sit here and make some story up, but that's not going to do either of us any real good. So what will do us good, I feel, is sharing with you the magical things that happened after the last podcast. If you didn't listen to the last podcast, number 29, check it out. At the end, I do a fun little exercise with you. And, it, well, if you do it with I do it by myself, but I invite you to do it with me. I challenge you to do it with me. If you do it, then hopefully you had some of your own cool experiences. I'm going to assume that you did because you're awesome like that. And I right after... So I guess I have to tell you, otherwise the story doesn't make any sense. So basically, um, at the end of the last call, I said, hey, let's do, let's intend for a super awesome experience to happen. Some kind of law of attraction moment of an aha moment, some kind of serendipity or coincidence that would just be awesome. A little fun surprise for you. And I intended that for myself, that I would have some kind of like, oh, wow, that's right. That's awesome. That's cool. You know, like what an experience, what a coincidence. So within like five minutes after I stopped recording the show, you know, loaded, unpacked uh, or packed my backpack so I could go into the office and I get in the office and, you know, I sit down, look at my calendar for the that day, which was... I was double booked for that day. I had a mastermind meeting. I'm in a mastermind with Henry Evans, the hour day entrepreneur. And I had that booked 
but I didn't clear my schedule correctly, and so my booking person booked some calls with clients at that time. So I had this mastermind, which was a physical be-in-the-room mastermind meeting, and then I had two hours of phone calls booked during that time where I was consulting. I was able to get a one, hold of one student and reschedule, but the other one, I, I was just too busy. I just never got around to it, and I secretly hoped or intended that that the student would need to reschedule and all would go smoothly so that I could be fully present in the mastermind meeting. I had intended that. I would secretly hoped at the unconscious level that I, I just kind of felt that that was a real possibility, like something magical could just happen and it would be all good and I could just go to this meeting. So I walk in, you know, I'm looking at my calendar and wouldn't you know that student rescheduled. And it's like, cool, wow, that was great. And I read the, the reason why, and they had some kind of family emergency. And it's like, oh, man, that sucks. You know, I don't want them to have to reschedule. You know, hopefully it's nothing serious. I don't know the, the circumstances. But in that moment, you know, I was all just pumped because at first it was like, wow, I, I intended or kind of wanted that to happen. And then it did. It worked out just perfectly and magically for me. And it, right after I set this intention for something magical and cool to happen, and then there was kind of that monkey's paw moment. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with that story, the monkey's paw, but it was basically this magical monkey's paw that people could make wishes with, but then the wishes always turned out negative. They always like had some horrible consequence. And it's, you know, it's the moral of be careful what you wish for kind of thing. And that was how I felt. It's like, oh man, you know, yeah, things worked out great for me, but at the cost of potentially something bad happening for my student or his family, you know, that's not cool. I mean, it maybe, maybe it wasn't. Maybe he just used that because that's the easiest terminology to use. I don't know. Um, but it, it made me, it, it brought, so I wanted to share with you that it's important so this phrase came into my mind after that little experience it was highest and best and this is a is a cool phrase because from now on when i'm setting intentions like this or i'm kind of expecting or hoping or planning for something magical to happen in a certain area of life i want to use the the term for the highest and best of everyone involved for the highest and best outcome for myself, for my family, for folks that may be impacted by this, the highest and best. Because whatever I don't necessarily know what the highest and best is for someone or for myself even at some times. You know, things work out in mysterious ways. And I'm okay with that as long as I'm aware of the feeling or the expectation that'll be the highest and best for us then the higher consciousness, the one that can see above where I can see, will be able to to work that magic, right? So I don't have to necessarily know what it is. I just have to know how I want to feel and how I want the people involved to feel. And I have to be clear about that and intend that to have the highest and best outcome be the most, most realistic ex, uh, most realistic outcome, the most realistic outcome. Now, it's not to say everything's going to go perfect all the time because, you know, that's just not physical reality for the most part. So I'm okay with that. But the point being, 
to be clear. And if you like that phrase, I recommend using it as often as possible with your meditations or with your goal setting or with your law of attraction type work because it's such a powerful statement and it can really help with good things like that. So that's uh, that was the first kind of little experience I had. That same day, and this is the day that I actually recorded the podcast and did that fun little exercise at the end. Same day, I go to the mastermind meeting and I, uh, I got there early because I wanted to pick up some lunch. And it was in my own neighborhood and I saw the taco shop I used to go to and they have these amazing bean and rice burritos for 99 or buck 99 now. And that is a great price <laughs> because they're really good burritos. And for like an extra 79 cents, I could add cheese. So I got two of those. Totally, I didn't eat both of them, just the one. And, but it was amazing. So I was sitting there contemplating life and how sometimes the simplest, littlest things can make life so extra exciting and magical, like eating a bean and rice and cheese burrito. Here in San Diego, that's we have the most amazing Mexican food here in San Diego. So um, if you've never been, it's really worth it coming out just for the Mexican food. But I digress. So anyway, it's, that was magical. It wasn't like a super magical like aha moment, but it was definitely delicious. And I just I was happy just being there in that moment, eating burrito. Oh, and drinking a Rockstar soda uh, energy drink. Just that combination of eating really gluttonous food that would slow me down, plus the liquid crack that is an energy drink and mixing them together something magical I don't encourage that I don't encourage that I that's a horrible dietary thing to do but it just makes me happy okay so anyway after the magic after the mastermind meeting it was a great mastermind meeting I got some super good insight from the other masterminders on the business that I'm building the niche that I'm building right now that was all good afterward I went get some gas in my car and I pulling out of the gas station I had to make a right turn and kind of do these you know then there was a no u-turn kind of sign and then I had to do all this you know I ended up in a residential neighborhood and I'm then in a cul-de-sac to flip another circle like all these you know Mickey Mouse type driving driving uh, routes to try to get back to the freeway well wouldn't you know in the cul-de-sac before I knew it was a house that I had sold years ago when I lived up in that area as a, as a real estate agent, I had listed and sold a house right there. I drove right by it. And I didn't intend to go by and visit this house, but it was just like, wow. Of, of all days, and of all the parts of San Diego, San Diego is a huge county. I ended up in front of one of the houses, and I haven't sold thousands of houses, you know, but uh, I've sold a decent amount, but not like anything spectacular as far as that goes and so to drive by that house on that day was for me significant it was like a wow remember how much work I put into that remember how much time and energy it took me to be able to reach out you know the way I got that listing uh, I had been cold calling I used to cold call people telemarket for my own business for four hours every single day four hours straight every morning and I would start before anybody in the, like most people even got to the office. I was there, I'd been cold calling four hours by the time lunch rolled around. And, you know, a lot of people wouldn't want to hear from me. They would hang up. Then a lot of people, no, not a lot of people, sometimes I would get somebody who was cool and I'd just, you know, invite them to get my free newsletter and they would sometimes take it. 
and this gentleman had been one of those folks. And he was a really cool older gentleman. He played classical guitar. We even jammed a couple times together, and it was awesome. And then I got to sell his daughter's house for him and for her. And so I, I'd have, so it was just a very, it was a cool experience. And I got to, got to have that little reminder of how far I've come and how much work I've put in to get where I'm at. And sometimes it's easy to forget that kind of stuff when you're caught up in the middle of all the chaos. Uh, I don't know if you read the blog ever at findyourflow.com slash blog, but last week I got a notice from the IRS for a $12,000, actually it was like $12,400 some odd dollars that I owe in taxes for two, from 2014, which is two years ago. That's freaking crazy, friends. Two, over $12,000 suddenly that they're saying I owe in taxes. I don't remember making that much money. I mean, I did make a lot of money that year, but it was not, and it was from real estate, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like that, I don't think. You know, it was, had something to do with, uh, we sold one of our investment properties. You know, Elena had a bunch of health issues that year. We were pretty much almost broke. Now it's kind of like my ace in the hole slash retirement plan. And uh, we had to basically cash it out just to be able to pay for the doctor's bills. And um, so we didn't make a lot of money, but then it all basically went to doctor's bills. And we didn't have to pay taxes on that part, I know, because of corporate or uh, I don't want to get too into it, but basically, you know, it was a primary residence and blah, blah, blah. So it, legally, as far as I know, we didn't really have to pay taxes on that part. But um, anyway, point being, that's not cool. <laughs> uh, I could be freaking out. I could be because I just don't have that money in the bank account at this exact moment to pay them $12,000 that's due in less than a month. So something magical will be happening that will alleviate that from my plate because because it has to because I know that it'll just work out. Everything's going to work out okay. Somehow, some way, I'm not sure how, but I will be shown the way. I will magically fall into the way. It will be done for me. People will guide me or, you know, mistakes will have been found out with that and everything will be cleared up, no problem. Okay, that's the intention I'm setting with you guys right now. Please hold that in, in your hearts and minds for me. Winston gets off scot-free. Everything works out perfectly. Um, that kind of thing would be super great and appreciated. Thank you. For the highest and best of me and my family and and uh, the IRS. Okay, highest and best for all of us. <sighs> yeah, so there's that. So I shared that. That was a big, that's a big thing. I, I've heard stories about people getting hit with these insane tax bills. And it, it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting position to be in. It is. So, so there was that. That was another uh, big thing. And I think I'm, I don't remember if I saw that the same day. That might have been the next day. But it was all kind of like, wow, these are all things that are life experiences that I wanted to share with you because it just gets back into this, um, in the, because it's easy to say this kind of stuff after it's been fixed, right? Like if I, if I'm on stage and like I know when I've seen people on stage, right? When I go to seminars and whatnot to learn, and sometimes there's a guru standing at the front of the stage and they're just like, oh well, you know, and I made ten million dollars doing this and blah blah blah, and you're like, you know, at least for me sometimes sitting in the audience being like, okay guy, you know, well. 
it's really easy to say when you have this or this or have done that, right? You, you, it's easy to kind of be suspicious or be um, like, oh, it's easy for you to say because blank, right? For whatever reason. So for me, here now, part of this blog or part of the podcast is to share the ups and downs with you in real time or log it so that way you know it's not just like I'm just showing you all the happy sparkly stuff that makes me look cool. There's also like all the stuff that I do that's freaking stupid that is, you know, just me being not entirely on my game or being a dumbass or whatever. And how do I deal with it? Because if if one problem or challenge comes along and then I crack or crumble, well, then, you know, I mean, and that does, that's not to say it couldn't happen or doesn't happen, but then how do I pick myself back up? What kind of things do I have in place to be able to overcome those situations? And how can that, how can you hopefully at some level use those same kind of tools or techniques or at least the same essence of those things to be able to pick yourself up should any of that kind of stuff happen for you? Okay. That's a big part of this idea, right? So here I am right smack in the middle of this potentially scary kind of experience. And this is how I'm feeling about it. This is how I'm handling it. My mind, of course, or not of course, my mind for a minute there, when I got that and saw that, started freaking the F out. Like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to pay for this money in such a short amount of time? How did this happen? Why did this happen? Do they think I'm trying to evade taxes? Can't you go for, to jail for this kind of thing? You know, what are they going to come after me? What's going on? And, you know, is it because I've been watching all these crazy videos? <laughs> is it because I've been watching all these crazy conspiracy videos on the Internet and now they're, they're coming after me because I'm getting too close to the truth? And so now they sent the IRS after me and they're all working together. You know, then the mind for me was like it starts, oh, it's going to town. Now it's painting this freaking end of the world. Uh, the clones are coming after me and they're using the IRS. And, you know, it can paint some scary stuff. So um, I had to cut that out right away and just be like, no, look, here, it's either some kind of mistake, well, well obviously it's a mistake on somebody's part, either <laughs> their part or mine, I'm not sure whose, but it, then I had to like shut up that voice that was the obnoxious one that was trying to scare the crap out of me and rework that, that mental talk, that self-talk to, to pick more positive themes. This is going to be okay. It's going to work out. It will be resolved in the highest and best use, the highest and best way for myself and my family. I can already feel myself feeling lighter knowing that this is something that's just going to blow over and it will all resolve itself almost magically. So that kind of talk. So that's the, that's the actual process that took place. And I, as I've gone through more and more um, challenging things over the last few years, it's given me more and more opportunities to practice that kind of stuff. You know, watching someone you love go through agonizing pain for weeks and then months on end and then you know being essentially um, teetering between life and death and you know watching trying to support that person and take care of them as well as a young one gave me a lot of opportunities to watch watch the way if I'm not careful with my mind that it could take it dark to the dark side and to the to the oh woe is me and oh this is the end of the world and oh you know, this is horrible and why me and all those kind of things versus the, you know, and it's like those, if you ever watch cartoons where it's like on the one shoulder is the, 
the voice of reason and the voice of positivity and the angel and on the other voice is the the devil and his like wicked things and it's not exactly like that but just kind of the um, positive and negative self-talk that we have the options to choose from and some people have no idea that they have an option to choose that they hear themselves think and they think that's them they think like oh well if that's what I'm thinking that's me and that's what I think and I you know I can't argue that that's what's going on in my head and I'm here to say to you that you can you that's not you that is just the the ego that is the it serves purposes and it can be useful but it can it's just kind of on default unless you consciously choose which thoughts you want to continue thinking which thoughts you want to let have mental space and mental real estate inside your head do you let the, the voice of negativity and woe is me and doubt and worry and fear talk at you and and move you and motivate you or do you tell that that voice to shut up and you choose more empowering thoughts more positive ones that are going to help lift you up out of that and put you back on the right path so that's essentially the conversation I had fortunately for me it was pretty quick and I was able to get myself out of it pretty quick and just uh, see it as this hilarious opportunity for for self-growth and uh, fearlessness so that's that story so one more for you as um, I'm gonna be wrapping it up soon I had a gig over the weekend I was DJing for a policeman's golf uh, golf tournament it was awesome it was a fun gig you know real chill just got to go out there as a DJ that is um, went out there played music for these guys and their families and it was cool and at the end of the gig I was cleaning up putting away my stuff and I was thinking about my friend Troy who is the guy that booked me for that gig he does bookings for me sometimes um, yeah, so he's, uh, he's got his own business, you know, he just uh, hires me for gigs as well. And so I was thinking about him and just how fast he's able to unload or, or reload his car, his truck. And, you know, he's like, boom, boom, boom. He's, he's a pretty big, strong dude. And, um, you know, I'm moving these heavy speakers and I was just kind of thinking of like how he's able to just kind of like throw them around and this and that and like, the moment, and I was thinking that right as I'm, and I drive uh, my dream car. So I, I got my dream after that whole 2014 experience with, you know, just all the life challenges and felt like it's the end of the world and, um, you know, almost losing my wife a, a number of times and just the whole nightmare of a year. And then selling that big, selling our retirement plan, essentially, <laughs> cashing it out just to, to keep afloat was really rough, you know, on me because I didn't really feel like I had any way to, I was, you know, other than jujitsu, which really saved my life during that time and all the folks who rallied to let me, you know, bring my son in to, um, you know, just kind of keep an eye on him, like Margarita and, um, and, you know, just, it was, uh, yeah, Clarice and, so, so that I've been, so I was able to train and just get my mind off of life for a minute and get some exercise. And oh, where was I going with that? So anyway, I was loading my car, and the, I oh, so I have my car, my dream car. I love this car because I bought it after that. You know, it's like 
I hit a financial goal of income that I wanted to hit for many years. So it was kind of like a thank you to, or a good job to myself, like a reward. That's it, right? I've waited 10 plus years to get this car because I had never hit my goal yet. <laughs> so I've waited 10 years, but I hit the goal and I felt like, you know, this was something that would put me in a better mood. And, um, and so here I am. So I'm loading my beautiful car with my speakers and whatnot, but my mind wasn't 100% fully present to me doing that. It had drifted to an image of Troy just like being able to just huck these huge speakers into his truck all smooth and easy and like just doing it. <laughs> and in that instant, I lost my, because my mind was more on that than being present to me loading my car with these speakers. I, <laughs> and I hate sharing this because it's so freaking stupid, but it's so life sometimes. What does Winston do? He takes his speaker and slams it into the side of his car, missing his door by about an inch. Yep. Dumbass. Yeah, put a nice little dent in the side of my car. I almost cried, but I didn't because I had to laugh at the stupidity of it. At the freaking stupidity of it. it, it it's not rocket science to lift a speaker and put it into one's car. It does not require any special skills. It does require being present. And that is, a, that is easier said than done. It is way easier said than done sometimes, right? We got so much going on. Oh, I'm like right now, I'm multitasking. People say, you can't multitask. And I say, well, most people just do it wrong. Um, that's a different That's a different story. I will do an episode on that. I may already have, but uh, I'll probably do another one because I feel like it's so important you, just in the definition of it and then the way you actually do it. But uh, again, that's another episode. So being present and not because I was not present and I was in this uh, alternate reality, if you will, of just being in my own headspace and thinking about something else. What happened? Well, in my physical world, stuff didn't go in the ideal outcome, the, the highest and best outcome for myself because I was being stupid, because I wasn't present to the moment. Okay, so what's the lesson here, friends? What are we going to wrap this up with? Well, be present. You know, we, to, okay, yeah, there you go. Be present. Oh, last, oh, there's one more thing, one more story. I got to kind of wrap it up. I'm getting close to work. But, so, okay, I hope you got, you get all that because that's, that was huge for me. First of all, there's a lot of lessons this last week for myself. And so I was really excited to share these things with you. So there's those things. The last one, I was um, at a place and met a person, I was talking with him, blah, blah, blah. He found out I do internet marketing, his eyes light up, you know, I see that a lot because people get excited because a lot of people have businesses that can benefit from internet marketing. So then he gets around asking, well, are you spiritual in any way? I thought that was like kind of an interesting question. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay, uh, would you mind just sharing with me a little bit about that? I was like, well, okay. So I kind of gave him the quick version, you know, raised Jehovah's Witness, uh, asked too many questions, did too much reading, and just 
didn't feel like it was all adding up so I started doing stuff on my own to just test this stuff for myself and blah 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 and I've written books on it and I do a podcast on it so check that out so you can get a deeper understanding of what I'm saying and what I'm doing and what I'm trying to share with this. Well, it turns out he's a not a pastor, maybe he was, he's, or he's trying to be, um, he's got this, you know, I don't remember if it was Catholic or um, Christian or exactly what he was, uh, thank you, uh, sorry, I'm driving through an intersection, I don't remember exactly what denomination, but he, he basically was like, yeah, you know, I did that too, and I was having fun with life, but then I started reading the Bible, and you know, it's not just about being a good person. It's about getting forgiven from Jesus. You got to be forgiven to get to heaven. And he's looking at me and I'm just looking at him like, are we really going to do this right now? And uh, then he kind of goes into a bit more and, hey, I don't know if you'd be interested in coming and hanging out with us. And, and I just stopped him right there. I said, look, no, I have no interest in hanging out with you for fun. I charge $200 an hour to consult on this. That's how I make money. If you guys have a budget and you want to get 10 hours of time, you know, I'll give you a break. And uh, then I just kind of left it right there at that. And I felt really good about that for not not being nice about it in a sense. Not being mean, not being antagonistic, but just being just holding that place for myself where it's like I don't have to be like go out of my way to be nice. I don't have to um, – I don't know. It just felt very empowering to be able to recognize. And the, so here's the last hilarious thing around that, friends, is someone, I met somebody maybe a year or two ago at that same location with the same name asking for the same thing. He also was starting a little church group. They, uh, it was Actually, for that, it was uh, because he found out I was a musician, wanted me to come play some music for them for their church group. And, you know, so that he could kind of build this little church group. And it, it these patterns, I don't know if you've ever read The Celestine Prophecy. That's one of my all-time favorite books. But he talks about, like, these kind of patterns of people and even, you know, people that have similar upbringings sometimes even have similar sounding names because it's a good book. I'm not going to get too much into that. But I, I've read that a long time ago and I've noticed those kind of – I'm good at recognizing patterns. That's one of my specialties. And I've recognized that that same kind of thing uh and so to hear that and then to see that and experience that it was just like man you know what these guys these folks folks that are religious in this aspect are out there promoting their beliefs they're out there promoting their religion they're out there recruiting they're out there preaching at people you know this guy was in a sense really preaching at me you know and he even said he's like i can't wait to get up on my soapbox and really give it to him you know and it's like okay and, uh, you know, here I am unsolicited, but receiving this, um, this preaching at, in a sense, and I know the intentions are well, I know that. And that's why I just kind of sat there and gave him the opportunity to share that with me. And at the same time, it was, it was strengthening my resolve to do this show and to do the book launch and to do these things that I do, where sometimes I'll be honest, friends, I feel a little afraid. I feel a little scared sometimes because it's like, I don't want to be preaching at people because I know how I feel when people preach at me. And I don't want to be um, antagonizing people or their belief systems. Like that's not the goal at all. And so I'm, I try to be real careful about that and real aware of that so that I'm, I'm being respectful of other people's 
belief systems, especially because for most people, they, their identity, their personal idea of who they are is so entrenched in a religious belief system that they can't tell the difference between who they are and what they are versus that religion, those religious ideologies, their belief system. It's one and the same for a lot of folks. And when that happens, you can't challenge a belief system and have any kind of reasonable discussion because it's you're actually messing with their identity. And of course, that's good. they're going to take it personal. Of course, they're going to want to fight over it or um, you know, be or fight back over it because it's their personal identity. So it, you can't have that kind of conversation with somebody in that space. And so, uh, but to wrap it up, I did an episode a few weeks back, maybe a month or so ago, and I had put some stuff about like, what is God? Where is God? Who are you? How do you relate to God? Where you end and God begins? And then I put, you know, in the blog post, um, something to the effect of controversial, right? And um, I said that to kind of acknowledge that some people might find it controversial to kind of soften the blow, I guess, because I, I, again, I don't want to like hurt people's feelings or be antagonistic towards people's religious beliefs. Um, but I'm also afraid, uh, I'll be perfectly honest, I'm, I'm afraid of, <laughs> I'm not afraid of terrorists or not to say that they're not scary or out there and that's, uh, you know, shouldn't be a concern. But um, in my personal life where I live and the realities that I face, I'm more afraid of folks who are, um, is it evangelists? Is that the right word? Or you know, the uh, Bible thumpers, for, for lack of a better term. That's kind of, I guess, a good one. Is the folks that are so holy and righteous that they want to shove that stuff down everybody's throats and tell them why they're wrong or why the way they live their right life is wrong, why they're going to hell. And that's the kind of, and when this guy was doing, you know, he was a nice guy again, but here he is condemning me essentially, right? Because, oh, you're having fun, but you're not going to get into heaven until you say that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Well, you know what, buddy? F you. I appreciate your concern. Kindly F off. And and I feel bad saying that kind of, but kind of don't because it's like, really, dude, you don't know me and you don't know anything about me. And I appreciate that for you, that's what the Bible means and that that's your message and this and that. Um, I will not help you with marketing, even if you somehow come up with that money, because because I took an oath to myself to market things that I feel are valuable and provide real value and service for the world and to not promote things, even if I have the opportunity to get paid, not promote things or help people market things that are not in line with my core with my core values. And your religion and the beliefs and, and the way that you even just approached me in this short five-minute conversation, I don't feel good about helping you promote that. Like, I don't want – you're the exactly what I feel is wrong with this planet in a sense. You know, and again, nothing against him personally. Like, I'm sure he's a great guy and he's trying to do things to help people. Um, but that's it. It's that kind of like the ego of I know everything – because this is what the Bible says and you are going to hell because unless you unless you have unless you do this thing that the Bible says, my interpretation of what the Bible says, then you're going to hell. And I even though the Bible says don't judge, don't throw rocks unless you know you're free of sin, I'm gonna do that because that's the as I don't I wanna ignore that part of the Bible so that I can use this other part of the Bible against you to make you feel inferior and to come to hear me 
talk on my soapbox and give me money for my church and my this and that and blah, blah, blah. So the, the final message with this, again, lots of love out to all those people, to everybody. Um, the final thing, though, for me was it, it made me feel like I have to do this. It, oh, and so with that other podcast, the one where I said the controversial thing, one of my friends posted a quote that said, you know, the truth is never controversial. It is you say it for the you don't say it for the people who are non-believers or the people that don't get it. You say it for the people who know the truth to defend them. You you say it to defend the people that know the actual truth, but you're not, they're not going to speak up because they they're afraid too. They they don't want to be persecuted. They don't want to be thrown under the bus. They don't want to be picked out or antagonized. And so you say it so that those people can gain strength knowing that other people know the truth too. They're not alone. <laughs> and it, it made me so happy to hear, to read that quote. It's like, man, thank goodness. Like he's, that's, that's right. That's such a good way to look at it. That's why I do this. It's, I don't have to try to change people's minds. I just have to say the truth that I, the way that I know it so that other people that share that same belief can can recognize thank goodness there's other people that have figured this out too it's not just me i'm not alone you know i don't have to necessarily go out there and promote it or wear a shirt or carry a banner or flag or march in a parade to to say this thing but it's good to know that other people are out there thinking the same thoughts and to some degree and sharing in that so so that's why i do this after that conversation having that same exact conversation like a year or two years previous with this with a similar person and it and it was so mind blowing, and it was just like, you know, I feel good about doing this. I want to continue promoting this podcast, and I hope you share it with folks that are like minded, and um, and I hope that this is useful, and meaningful for you, so that you can you can know that it that <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> for your highest and best use. Okay. That's it. I think you get the picture. I, I feel good about sharing all that stuff because that was stuff that's been on my mind and that I really want to share with you. So I hope it was amazing and awesome for you. I am intending for the highest and best use of this information for you and your family and your community. Excuse me, in your community. As well as for me and myself and my family and my community and all the folks that I interact with every day. So thank you guys. I'm, I appreciate you. Keep listening. Keep taking care. Share with uh, friends, family, all those good folks. Take care and until next time, my friend, be flowing.